All right, nerds, let's get to it. This is Arthur uh, Antonio Padilla, and this is Nerds of the Roundtable for January 3rd, 2019. How's everybody been? I know it's been a while since the last time we recorded. Uh, Lancelot, my co-host, Cliff Miller, is not with us today, but don't worry. That doesn't mean he won't be back. Um, if you're... Uh, if you're uh, wondering what he's been up to, what we've both been up to, and why we've been away for so long. No worries. Uh, I'm about to explain all of that, uh, as well as give you an idea as to what to expect moving forward this year, 2019. Now, with all that out of the way, um, the last time we recorded an episode was in August or September of 2017, yeah, it's been a while, <laughs> uh, to say the least. But, uh, you know, since then, uh, life has just gotten crazy for me uh, and Cliff, obviously. Uh, our lives took us in different directions, and it's just, it really was just uh, a pain in the butt trying to schedule when we could get together and uh, and record, and then at some point it just kind of fell by the wayside altogether. But uh, no worries, uh, we are back. And we will be back for the foreseeable future, uh, bringing you fresh new content, hopefully uh, once once a week, uh, although I do have plans to record uh, multiple times a week, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> More on that later. Um, Cliff, uh, of course, still has his other podcast, Get the KO, so if you want to check him out over there, go ahead and check him out. It's his uh, MMA podcast that he does uh, every week. He has been recording new content on that platform uh, nonstop over the, the last couple of months. So yeah, he's got fresh content over there for you to devour if that's your thing. So yeah, go give him a go give him a look. Uh, he's got <laughs> that boy's been busy. So yeah, go go check him out. Show him some love. Um, and uh, so. This year, moving forward, uh, this episode's going to be relatively short also. Uh, this is just an episode that I'm recording solo to kind of uh, explain to everybody what's been going on and, uh, and what to expect in the future. So a lot of big, uh, big news, big announcements uh, for this episode. Um, I am going to be bringing on some new uh, special guest co-hosts. Um, and I will announce who one of them is right now. It's actually my younger brother. And he is very active in the YouTube community. You can go check out his YouTube channel right now. Mr. Swagtastic himself. Uh, he will be on a future episode this year. Sometime this year. Multiple episodes. Uh, he's agreed to uh, try and find a place here. He's mostly going to be our video game guy. He's hardcore into that stuff and he knows more about what's going on in that industry and, and what people are talking about. So yeah, he's going to be our new uh, video game panelist, I guess. So yeah. So can't wait for him to do his first episode and for you guys to get to know him. And then like I said, Cliff will be back in a uh, regular capacity sometime in the future. And uh, I've also lined up some, uh, some guests for the show as well. In fact, I just booked our first guest. 
uh, just before I went live today. So um, that's going to be really exciting. I'm really excited about, about this one to get to talk to this person and have this person come talk to you guys about what he's up to and what, what he's been working on, what he will be working on. Uh, I'm trying not to give away too much right now. It, it, it's a pretty big deal for me. This guy, someone I look up to, someone I admire, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So yeah, keep your keep your ears out. Keep an eye out for that one. Uh, working on booking some more guests. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll hear more. You'll hear more about that later. Uh, and. Uh, in addition to all of this, um, I'm going to be introducing some new segments on the podcast, something that I've already come up with that we're calling Nerd Commentaries, which will be it, pretty much what it sounds like. <laughs> it's just going to be myself and the guys doing our own audio commentaries on some of our favorite movies, uh, nerdy movies like comic book movies, superhero movies, sci-fi movies, and also just movies that you know we like, that we enjoy, stuff that makes us laugh. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be doing that as well. That's going to be a new a new segment. Uh, it's probably going to be a whole new show as well, but we are going to host it here uh, on Nerds. So yeah, look forward to that as well. Uh, so now, what I want to do now that I've gotten all that stuff out of the way <laughs> is I want to do a quick, uh, a quick 2018 year in review since uh, the show was not on the air at all in 2018. And there was a lot of big things that happened in the nerd world that uh, I do want to talk about. I do have a lot of uh, opinions on <clears throat> and mostly just shout out some of the, the big uh, landmark achievements that were made in the world of all things nerd in pop culture. Um, first up, kind of a down, a downer, down note to, to begin on, but uh, it is something that I feel we all we all need to say, need to acknowledge, you know, we lost uh, a giant in the nerd world. Mr. Stan Lee passed away, and it was very hard on all of us, I know it was. And, uh, you know, I know that this is kind of late in the game for me to get in on this, but I mean, still, you know, I I remember hearing the news that day, and it immediately bummed me out, um... You know, it's just one of those things. Uh, Stan Lee meant a lot to everybody, anybody and everybody in the nerd community. And um, to hear that he had passed away was not an easy thing to hear or deal with. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's he was a very kind man. You know, everybody who met him knows what a great guy he was and um you know trying trying to stay positive i always talked to people about it after he passed that you know he lived a he lived a full life you know and he leaves behind a a legacy that will <laughs> the thing the things that that man did uh, characters he created stories he told will outlive all of us you know so stanley you know, he may no longer be with us physically, but he will always be here you know, in the characters that he created for all of us. So, yeah, rest in peace, Stanley. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of hard to segue out of that one, but uh, uh, I'll do my best. Um, Stanley, uh, segueing into this, uh, Black Panther. I want to talk about Black Panther. Huge success at the box office in uh, 2018. I, I still have a hard time um, wrapping my head around the fact that that movie came out in 2018. It feels so much... It, it really does feel like it came out a long time ago. <laughs> But yeah, I know um, the movie was a huge success. Uh, I believe it's uh, if if my information is correct, it made one point three billion dollars at the box office. Uh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a huge amount of money. It joins the uh, billion dollar club. Not a lot of superhero movies are on that. I mean, well, there are, but not a whole lot. <laughs> and on top of that, it uh, is the first comic book movie to score a Golden Globe nomination for Best Drama. And that's a very big deal. So congratulations to Black Panther and Marvel Studios. It's a huge accomplishment. Very, yeah, that's very exciting, you know. Uh, after this, who knows what the future holds for the genre and for all of us, you know. So yeah, Black Panther was a movie I really enjoyed. Uh, for multiple reasons. It's just, you know, uh, Ryan Coogler, the director on that film, just a, a really talented filmmaker uh, on many levels. Like, I could try and deconstruct everything he did on that movie, whether it was visual storytelling and metaphors and all of that stuff, but, I mean, that would require an entire episode. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll do that in a future episode. Uh, just not today. But yeah, that movie is incredibly well put together, and uh, the soundtrack to that movie is is awesome. So, I don't think I need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. If you haven't checked it out, uh, check it out. <laughs> I know, right? Who who on earth hasn't already checked out Black Panther? It was the biggest movie uh, at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, but, you know, either way, if you haven't, Give it a watch. It is well worth it. Uh, Black Panther. What else? What else do I want to talk about today? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4. Probably my favorite video game that came out this year. And that's not just because it's a, a comic book or a comic book character. I mean, it, I, I had so much fun playing this game. So much fun. Just the ability to web swing around New York. And I know we've had Spider-Man video games that allowed you to do this in the past, but it had been so long since we got something like that that on this level. Uh, and you really do feel the, the, the speed and the, the velocity. And it's just so much fun. And I haven't even gotten to, like... <laughs> the fighting and all, all the cool mechanics and techniques that go into that. Like, ah, it's just so much fun. Yeah. And all the, the cool costumes that you get. And, uh, you know, they just released the, the suit from the Sam Raimi trilogy, which is cool. Um, I wasn't one of those guys who was, uh, demanding that suit. Uh, but when it came out, I found myself <laughs> very, very giddy to get my hands on it. And, uh, to play with it and uh just all the nostalgia that came with it you know because i'm 
I remember when that first Spider-Man movie came out in 2002. I remember the the excitement and um, not being able to get tickets for it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, putting that suit on Spider-Man in this video game and just swinging around New York, it was just, it's incredible. It's incredible. There are, I, and yeah, there are other suits in that game that I really love. Um, the comic book Iron Spider is is dope. I love it. Uh, <laughs> just because it, it just looks so so good in the game. You know, it looked amazing on a comic book panel, but to see it rendered like that on a PlayStation 4 video game, it just it everything just looks so beautiful in that game. <laughs> you know, like the textures on the suits and uh, so you know, some of them have light up effects and uh, yeah, I really don't have anything negative to say about the game. I mean, is it a perfect game? No, but I mean, what is? Uh, but I mean, I just had so much fun with it. So much fun with it. I I haven't had this much fun playing a, a video game like this since the last uh, Arkham video game, Arkham Knight. So, yeah, I feel like this game is up there on that same level. So, once again, congratulations... Spider-Man and Marvel. Uh, Marvel had a pretty big year this year. I mean, they have a big year every year, but <laughs> in terms of their uh, uh, accomplishments this year, you know, it's pretty pretty awesome. Spider-Man uh, also had a pretty big year this year, just just on his own, because they're Spider-Man on PlayStation Four, and of course uh, into the Spider-Verse, which is incredible. It is. I feel like I missed an opportunity. Let me let me try that again. It is spectacular. It's amazing. It is the ultimate Spider-Man experience. There, I did it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Fantastic. So many uh, surprises in that movie that I wasn't expecting. Like, uh, they really... Uh, hid a lot of the the big surprises they had up their sleeve in the marketing for that movie like i was genuinely shocked some of the things that happened some of the characters who showed up and you know i'm not going to give away spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the movie yet uh again i recommend that you go out and watch it as soon as possible it is uh you will not regret it uh the art style is fantastic uh, the voice performances also incredible, top notch. Not a single weak link. And yeah, it's just it's fun, it's thrilling. It has a lot of heart and emotion in it. You'll you know you'll see what I'm talking about when you see the movie. It's just yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, again, <laughs> I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Just go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Can't wait to see what they do in the next one. Uh, so yeah, I believe uh, that's all I have on the Marvel side for 2018. Um, I'm not going to talk about Infinity War. Um, just because. <laughs> I, might, I might get around to that in a later episode. I just don't want to right now. I feel like I've talked about it enough in, my, uh, in real life and on... Twitter and other social media. So, uh, if you want my opinions on that movie, go uh, go check out my Twitter at Tron Pilgrim. Uh, anyways, 
So now I'm going to move on to uh, the house that uh, that I represent, the the world of DC Comics and everything that everything that they've been up to. This I know some of you are going to be like, "Oh, what have they been up to? They only had Aquaman." Ah, go screw yourself. <laughs> they also have uh, this fantastic shared universe that uh, most people don't even watch, except for those of us who are hardcore DC fans. Uh, the DC Berlantiverse on the CW. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about the annual crossover this year, titled Elseworlds. If you are a, if you are a DC Comics aficionado, you know what that word means and everything that comes with it, all the implications and uh, the stakes. <laughs> Elseworlds. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, in DC Comics, an Elseworlds tale is usually uh, a familiar character and or a familiar story with at least one notable significant change. I say at least one because I, I, that's pretty self-explanatory. There has to be at least one significant change to the story which alters the story in much larger ways and more complex ways. Uh, for instance, if you saw any of the promotional material for this crossover... The thing that changed was that Oliver Queen was Barry Allen, the Flash, and Barry Allen was Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. And so you're in a world where people's lives have been switched and swapped around, and it's this big old adventure to try and figure out, you know, what happened? How did this happen? Who did it? Who's responsible? Why? Uh, and without getting into uh, spoilers about it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, again, what are you doing? Go check it out. It's amazing. Uh, you can stream the entire crossover for free on the CW app. No, they're not paying me. Uh, I wish they were. CW, pay me. I'm your biggest chill. Uh, but yeah, go uh, download the CW app and you can stream the entire Elseworlds crossover 100% for free. It's worth it. Totally worth it. If you, you know, you can cast it to your television with a Google Chromecast or if you have a Roku box or, you know... You can watch it on your television in high definition for free. So if you haven't checked it out and you want to check it out, please, by all means, go check it out. It is incredible. There is one thing I'm going to spoil about it because it is worth noting uh, for 2018 in review and also brings up something that uh, is happening in 2019. So if you don't want to be spoiled, I'm going to give you a five count to tune out for... Eh, give me about a minute, all right? Because I'm going to go pretty hard on this. And it'll be pretty fast, all right? Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The Elseworlds crossover ends with the reveal that 2019's crossover event will be Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I freaked out. Because I know what that means. <laughs> and if you're a hardcore DC fan, you know what that means. And, yeah. I, I really don't know what to say about that. Because I'm just so excited. Even right now. Like, I'm not even watching it. I'm just thinking about it. And I'm getting so excited. Uh, yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths. If you don't know what that is. <laughs> it's the, the big event in DC Comics history that changed the DC Universe forever. Nothing was the same afterwards. Heroes died, and they stayed dead. 
and it is the sole reason why the DC Comics history is divided into two sections, pre-crisis and post-crisis. So just seeing that they, they confirmed that that's the next crossover blew my mind. I'm so excited. Cannot wait to see it. All right, that's, that's where I'm going to draw the line right there. No more spoilers on that. Anybody who turned out, please feel free to come back in. Uh, so yeah, Christ, uh, <laughs> Elseworlds, sorry about that. Great, fantastic, can't wait to see what happens next. Um, if I'm going to rank the previous, or all the, uh, the CW, Berlantiverse crossovers, um, I think Crisis on Earth X is still my favorite, just because of how big it was, and the scale of it all and the stakes, everything that was at stake in that crossover. And, you know, again, no spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it and wants to, this is over a year old. What are you doing? But yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, how do I say this without spoiling anything? (laughs) It's very emotional. Let me say that very emotional. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, crisis on earth X still my favorite. I would probably tie Elseworlds with Invasion for number two. They're both very good. They're both very, uh, very entertaining and very thrilling. Uh, the only reason neither one of these ranks at number one for me is because they both feel a bit scaled down compared to Earth X. And that's not even necessarily a knock against them or a bad thing. Uh, you know, I have nothing against smaller stories and smaller stakes, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, Crisis on Earth X was just so big and heavy, you know, the size of it and the scale of it, I felt allowed for much higher stakes and more of an emotional arc for our heroes. So yeah, that, that's really the only reason, uh, I feel like Earth X is higher up on that list. Um... Yeah, and then after it's kind of hard to rank those first two crossovers since it was it really was just Arrow and the Flash crossing over. So I think I preferred the second the second year's crossover, the Legends crossover, which set up Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, again, because I feel like it's just a much more streamlined version of of the compared to the first year's crossover, which was. Uh, the Flash versus Arrow and uh, the Brave and the Bold. Um, so yeah, that's probably my official ranking for the crossovers so far. Uh, and so staying on what came out of Elseworlds this year, uh, this is actually um, breaking news that came out today. So yeah, good timing for me, right? <laughs> so if you did watch Elseworlds, or even if you didn't, but you saw some of the promotion for it, you know that. Batwoman was introduced in the crossover, uh, played by Ruby Rose, and we knew leading up to this crossover that this was all done uh, with the uh, intention of spinning off Batwoman into her own TV series, which, again, Ruby Rose would uh, star in as Kate Kane, a.k.a. Batwoman, and today it was announced that the CW did order a pilot. Uh, Ruby Rose will be coming back to star in it. No other cast members have been announced. Uh, so keep your ears open for that. Um, it has been confirmed, however, that 
Director David Nutter will be directing the pilot, if you don't know who he is and why this is uh, a big deal. In, in the superhero comic book television world, this is the same man who directed the pilot for Smallville, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I still love that show. I rewatched the entire series this year and uh, just completely fell in love with it all over again. Is it perfect? No. <laughs> Boy, is it not perfect. But I still love it. Love it to death. Uh, but anyway, David Nutter directed the pilot for Smallville, directed the Arrow pilot, he directed the Flash pilot. So he comes from a pedigree of setting up these these comic book television shows, and, you know, he is very well respected. Guy knows what he's doing, <laughs> clearly, if you look at his track record. Um, if that doesn't get you excited, he also, I believe he also directed the pilot for The X-Files. Um... If he did not, I know he worked on the X-Files, so, you know, that's a big deal in uh, science fiction and uh, nerd history, so yeah. And he has also, more recently, uh, he's gotten much more acclaim for his work on uh, Game of Thrones, most notably the Battle of the Bastards. (laughs) And if you saw that episode, you know what I'm talking about. That was hardcore. So, yeah, this is the same guy. And he's going to be directing the Batwoman pilot. Um, I couldn't find anything about this online anywhere from an official outlet, but I saw something earlier that uh, the pilot is rumored to begin shooting in July. Or maybe it's earlier than that. I'm not sure. Uh, Don't quote me on that. Uh, So anyway, yeah, big news. Big news came out today in regards to the next official entry into the CW DC Comics Berlantiverse. And uh, I'm excited, just based on what we saw in the Elseworlds crossover, what we saw of Gotham City, and, uh, you know, the the Batwoman suit itself looked incredible on screen. It looked just like it does in the comic books, which is uh, incredible. It kind of makes you wonder why more more people don't just do literal adaptations of those those suits for their movies and TV shows, because... I think this one proved that if you just take it literally off the page and just put it on an actress, like it, it works. It can work. So yeah, because she looked great in the suit. The suit looked great on camera. Um, yeah, I can't say enough about it. It looked great. And also, um, like I said, just everything about the aesthetic that they established for Gotham City. Like everything looked run down. Like uh, it was... Yeah, it just looked terrible. Like, even um, the Wayne Tower, the lobby in there was just covered in graffiti and everything was broken down and just disgusting. Like, that's pretty much what I always envisioned Gotham City to look like in real life. So, yeah, they nailed it. I can't wait to see. Also, Arkham, when they went to Arkham Asylum, it looked nightmarish, (laughs) which is what it should look like. Uh, So, yeah, props to them. I think they really nailed everything on that. And so, uh, speaking of Gotham City and uh, Arkham Asylum, I also want to give a shout-out to Titans, which is uh, the live-action adaptation of the Teen Titans. Uh, It's available. The entire first season is available to watch on the DC Universe. Um, It is exclusively available on the DC Universe. Uh, And if you're... Uh, a bit iffy on whether or not you want to try out a new streaming service for this series, uh, 
trust me, this series is worth the $7.99 a month. Uh, but if you don't want to pay anything for it and you just want to check out the show, uh, they do offer a one-week free trial uh, for new members. Like, if you're not sure you want to spend your money on the on the app every month, uh, I advise you to uh, check out the, the seven-day free trial and just binge the entire first season. Trust me, it is totally bingeable. <laughs> it's that good. It's compelling. It's riveting. The characters are written so well. If you had any gripes about like some of the leaked set photos that came out before the show uh, debuted, don't even worry about any of that. Trust me. Once you watch the show and you are introduced to these characters, they're just so well done that you can't help but love the characters, the cast, uh, the writing, the the filmmaking that's happening on that show. It's it's great. I can't say enough. It's probably my favorite uh, superhero show right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who, you know, is a huge uh, CW Berlantiverse fan. And Titans is on a whole nother level. Uh, I do want to warn you, though, uh, be, just because this is based on Teen Titans does not mean this is for children. It is not for children at all. There are... F-bombs flying left and right. Uh, some intense violence. Uh, people getting their bones broken and blood splattering everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Again, not for children. Do not watch the show with your kids. <laughs> uh, that'll be an awkward conversation afterwards. So, But yeah, if you are interested at all in the Teen Titans uh, and you're relatively mature, check out this show. I have, I really have no, nothing bad to say about it. I know I keep saying that when I'm talking about all these things, but the reason why I'm talking about these specific uh, uh, projects is because these are the ones I enjoyed the most this year. Uh, so, yeah. Titans, check it out. It's fantastic. I cannot wait for season two. Those of you who have seen the show, uh, you know why. Uh, they end on a heck of a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Uh, also, uh, the Doom Patrol episode of Season 1 of Titans has me so excited for the Doom Patrol series. Uh, we recently got the first teaser trailer for that, and uh, yeah, it looks great. looks fantastic. Thumbs up. The DC Universe seems to be nailing it with their original content. Uh, oh, and let's not forget... Um, the long-awaited third season of Young Justice premieres on the DC Universe tomorrow. So if you're like me and you've been waiting for the show to come back for... Jeez, how long has it been? It went off the air in 2013? Yeah, so almost six years later. Almost six years it's been. Uh, it's finally coming back. We did it, guys. We, we, we saved Young Justice. So, yeah, it, uh, the Season 3 premieres tomorrow on the DC Universe. So get excited about that. I know I am. And, uh, okay, so lastly, the last thing I want to talk about in 2018, I'm not sure it counts since it came out so late in the year, but um, screw it. came out in 2018, so it's a 2018 thing. Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Let's talk about it. Again, no spoilers. Really, I just want to talk about uh, 
how much it has accomplished. Uh, currently, it's sitting at somewhere around $800 million worldwide. Uh, again, that's just an estimate. I don't have the actual final num well, the numbers as of today. Um, but it is expected to break $1 million, uh, I'm sorry, $1 billion before the end of its theatrical run. And that's, a, again, that's a pretty big uh, accomplishment. Like I said, Black Panther uh, finished at $1.3 billion, and that's a big deal. Uh, Aquaman and Black Panther, I see getting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They get, they're getting compared a lot, and um, I don't think that's fair. I really don't. I mean, yes, on the surface, they have a lot of similarities, but once, if you've actually seen both of these movies, they're not really, uh, they're not really all the same at all. Again, yes, on the surface, it's about this royal family and uh, a feud, a fight for the throne and all that, but uh, the one thing I hear a lot of people say that I just don't agree with is that Aquaman is just Black Panther, but from Killmonger's point of view. And that's the most inaccurate thing I've ever heard anybody say. For one, Arthur Curry didn't want the throne so that he could commit mass genocide like Killmonger did. He wanted the throne for the exact opposite, you know? Uh, Orm, Ocean Master, wanted to commit mass genocide. Uh, so yeah, right away that comparison falls apart. Uh you know, uh, so yeah, I just, I really hate when people are, compare these two movies, um, but no, Aquaman, so is, what can I say? <laughs> uh, the one thing I have said about this movie on social media, because I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep my, uh, my thoughts about this movie, uh, not to myself, but I'm just kind of, you know, again, what can I say that people haven't already said about it? Uh, but I will say it's, I do expect an apology from anybody and everybody who made one of those lame Aquaman sucks jokes. Uh, I am mostly looking at you, the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> anybody who watches that show knows what I'm talking about. But yeah, this movie, uh, Jason Momoa, I remember when, he was when it was announced that he was going to be playing Aquaman, I immediately got excited for this movie. And I've been so excited for the movie Ever since then, my excitement never wavered because I knew this was going to be a big uh, turning point for the character, especially with uh, Jason Momoa in, in the role. And uh, Amber Heard as Mira. Ah, anybody who knows me knows how I feel about Mira, and uh, I could not have asked for a better actress to play this part. So thank you, thank you. Thank you to everybody in the cast. Everybody was fantastic. There was no weak link, uh, like I said, with some of these other projects. Everybody in the cast was fantastic. Patrick Wilson, bravo, uh, as Orm, the Ocean Master. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Wilson has always been uh, one of my favorite actors and when they announced that he would be playing Ocean Master, I was like, oh my god, that is fantastic. I have zero complaints about that casting at all. Like, you know, everybody in this cast is fantastic. Uh, and I'm going to stop saying that now because I realize I've said that three times in a row now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Aquaman, huge success. Fantastic movie. James Wan did an amazing job. 
I really, I'm trying to think, uh, I'm not sure we've ever seen a, a movie that takes place underwater as much as this one does. And so now I, I understand why he took his time to get the special effects to where they had to be, you know. I, I guess I didn't really understand uh, just how intense that was going to be, just as a filmmaker, to get everything to look right. So, yeah, bravo. An enormous undertaking. And he pulled it off. He nailed it. Such a, such a fun movie. Such a, a thrill ride. So, yeah. Again, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I can't imagine who hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> like I said, it's a big success at the box office. It is expected to cross $1 billion by the time it's finished. It's theatrical run, so yeah. Yeah, I, it's a great year. This is uh, 2018 was a great year for comic books and uh, uh, nerds in general. Uh, with the exception of, uh, like, like I said at the, the start of the episode, uh, the passing of Stan Lee. But, I mean, the man gave us so many great creations that, you know, like I said, uh, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Stanley creations, uh, and they both had big years. They both had a big year. So, you know, good, uh, good for everybody involved. Everybody. And, uh, like I said, DC killing it on television uh, with Elseworlds. And uh, Titans, which did debut last year. Uh, so, yeah. Super, super excited. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to remember correctly. Was Black Lightning a 2018 premiere? Yes, it was. It premiered in January 2018. So, yeah. Black Lightning. Let me talk about this real quick. Uh, if you're not watching Black Lightning, for the love of God, check this show out. It's fantastic. If you loved Black Panther... And you can't wait to see more Black Panther. Uh, give Black Lightning a shot. It might, uh, it might satiate your appetite for the moment. It's, it's fantastic. It covers a lot of the same themes. Uh, albeit with a, in a different setting and uh, with a different cast of characters. But yeah, I find myself enjoying Black Lightning more and more. Uh, I've heard people complain about Season 2, but those people are crazy. Because Season 2, to me is just as good, and it seems to be getting better. Uh, I like where things are going, and uh, uh, the way I kind of sum up the the tone or the feeling watching the show is it kind of does something that other adaptations tried to do and failed, which is it's set in kind of a dark, gritty world you know, everything is street level, you know, it, it's very rare, realistic, you know, you can look at this world and identify with it, and yet somehow they managed to uh, introduce fantastic superpowers, like fantastical superpowers that you don't see in the real world, and it, it, it all manages to mesh together very well, like none of it seems out of place, uh, it all, it, it works. It works very well. It's like the dark grittiness of Arrow, but with the metahumans of The Flash. Like, if you can imagine those two shows having a child, it would be Black Lightning. 
So yeah, check it out if that sounds um, if that sounds interesting to you at all. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say about 2018 in the nerd world. I'm gonna wrap this up real quick because uh, um, uh, the show's been going for about 40 minutes now, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting to be on the air this long. So uh, the last thing I'm gonna say about is uh, things I'm looking forward to in 2019. Obviously, everybody's looking forward to Avengers Endgame to see how that whole thing wraps up. Um, but really, for me, I'm super excited about two things happening this year. Uh, number one, Shazam. <laughs> I don't really need to say anything more than that. The, that first trailer, this was a movie that I, I was very much uh, excited about all the way from announcement through production and upon seeing the first footage of the movie with special effects and everything. It just, it, yeah, I'm excited. It's a character I really like. It's very fun, very enjoyable. You know, the idea of a child being granted superpowers and uh, essentially, you know, I hear this, I hear people describe it like it's like big but with superpowers. And I mean, yeah, it's true when you think about it. <laughs> So, yeah, can't wait for that. And the other one, uh, The Dark Horse, I feel like uh, everybody sort of had a negative reaction to when it was first announced, but a lot of people have since come around to it. Uh, the Joker solo movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, when I first heard they were doing this, I thought, oh no, this is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. You can ask anybody. You can ask Cliff. <laughs> we had a phone conversation about it, like, oh man, this is gonna, this is not gonna be good, it's gonna be terrible, and we went through all the reasons why it was gonna be terrible, but then, you know, it seemed like real, really quickly things changed when we got our first look at Joaquin Phoenix in the makeup, you know, and we started seeing uh, set photos and everything, and we started to hear a little bit about what the plot was and what direction they were going in. And it, it, it seemed to turn everybody around, myself included. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see a trailer. You know, like I said, we got uh, the, the screen test, test footage. And that alone got everybody excited. So, yeah, I can't, can't wait to see what the reaction is once we actually get some footage from the movie. Uh, yeah, so those are the two things I'm looking forward to most this year. Uh, you know, what are you guys looking forward to this year? What did you enjoy last year? Uh, you know, let, let us know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tron Pilgrim. Uh, you can find Cliff on Twitter. Uh, I forget what his handle is, but yeah, uh, and like I said, you can check him out on Get the KO, his other podcast, his MMA podcast. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, like I said, we're going to be coming back hard this year. And I hope you guys uh, tune in. I really do. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support. And like I said, if you want to talk to either of us, reach out to us on social media. Uh, that's what we're here for. So that's going to be this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully you guys will tune in weekly. Uh, like I said, we've got big things planned 
this year. And uh, can't wait, can't wait to share it all with you guys. Like I said, we got, I've already got our first guest lined up. Uh, and that's going to be exciting. Uh, we'll make an announcement about it soon. <laughs> Again, I'm, just, I'm getting giddy about it, getting excited. So yeah, please, uh, please keep an eye out for that. All right, that's going to be it for, for this episode. Tune in next time. Same nerd time, same nerd channel.